Where's my per diem? There's some commotion going Uh-oh, on. Uh-oh, someone's looking for their per diem. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Don't ever start a band, he says. The logistical problems of having a band are highlighted in this song. That's right. <laughs> he's so detached from life by the mid-80s, the early 80s, that he's he now ready on yeah, how bad the band is. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mmm. The Mosquitoes. The Mosquitoes. nothing to do. Her goddamn phone never stops ringing. You'll try the surface in a day, maybe two. Well, he's on his third drink before the wheels of the plane leave the ground. So much fun. Guys, welcome to the Parrothead Podcast. I am Ryan Middledorf. And I'm Patrick McDonald. And this is your podcast for everything Buffett. Oh, everything Buffett, the 1970s, yep. the 1980s. 80s. Boy, this you are currently listening to the series of our endless search through every single one of Jimmy Buffett's albums. Albums, songs, restaurants. Yes, restaurants, <laughs> every single thing. We want to talk about it. Did Jimmy Buffett write a song for Elvis Presley? Yes. Yes, he did. It was Margaritaville. Did Jimmy Buffett sing a song with Frank Sinatra? He yes. sure did. Frank the Knife. <laughs> Frank the Knife. Is that Mac it? the Knife. Mac the Knife. I'm sorry. But I thought you were calling Frank Sinatra Frank the Knife, which I like. That would have been, yeah. I think that's nice. I think that's nice. <laughs> was Jimmy Buffett at the Kennedy assassination? Yes, <laughs> yes he was. Another controversial <laughs> episode. <laughs> we'll be talking about it all. <laughs> he was very close to that grassy knoll. He was. Oh, and I was just thinking about this, because Jimmy Buffett... Wrote a song for Elvis. Mm-hmm. He uh, worked with Frank Sinatra. Yes. And he was uh, in a plane crash with Bono. <laughs> That's right. He, he really... <laughs> he's like the Forrest Gump of music. I swear <laughs> to God. Every single event, like, you can trace through, like, what he was up he, to. He, most recently, I guess, no, not not most recently, but he partied with Paul McCartney on New Year's. Did he? He yes. did, yeah. There was, yeah. A part, there was a picture of him and Paul McCartney oh my last New Year's. There's an amazing photo of him and, like, Bill Clinton and Bill Murray. Yes, and, and Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> yeah. It's probably the greatest photo ever taken. Yeah, it's a genius <laughs> It's amazing. Photo. It's incredible. Uh, but he look he's a great man and we like talking about him we really do um and today we're gonna be talking about uh coconut telegraph the first album jimmy produced in the 1980s that's right we're leaving the 70s behind we had about 11 albums in the 70s yes we really did before we dive into this patrick how are you doing oh man how am i doing i'm just doing pretty good that's so good okay yeah it's nice a a nice medium kind of yeah, yeah. A, a nice medium kind. I really have uh, nothing big to report this week. I sure. Had a, a nice, fun week. Nice. Um, yeah, I actually did. I just did a Story Pirates show mm-hmm. on Friday. Story Pirates is an organization I'm part of where we take stories written by kids and we uh, turn them into story uh, live performances, sketches. Kind so of things fun. Like that. It's very fun. We had a show in Tahunga. I got to play a boy who found a dragon on the beach. Oh, how fun. So it was very reminiscent of... Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I brought a little uh, parrot head lifestyle in, in, into my <laughs> yeah. character. Oh, it's so nice! Dragon I love on it. the beach, the dragon, and I. Uh, you know, made sand castles and jumped in the waves. Uh, and I tried to make it my pet, but turns out you can't make dragons pets. No, I Just don't think friends. that'd be very easy to That's do. That's right. I yeah, took, I took the dragon home. Sure, sure, sure. A great little story written by a kid in Tahunga. It was a wonderful time. Very uh, nice. I love people that write stories about beaches. <laughs> 
say. That's all you want in life, right? Exactly. A good story exactly. about a beach. Exactly. What about you, Ryan? How's oh, your week been? I've been good. I've been a little under the weather. We talked a couple weeks ago. Ugh. I had uh, most recently food poisoning, and then that led into uh, just me being sick. You're so I've, I've got like that uh, that nasally kind of head cold, which sucks. Yeah. You know, you wake up, you feel kind of crappy, and then throughout the day, you feel okay. By the end of the day, you feel great, and then you wake up, it's the same thing all over again. It's no good. It's no good, but I'm on the mend. I'm feeling good. I feel very good. You you might appreciate this, being a, being a, being a Southern boy. Yes. I found really good biscuits and gravy in Los Angeles this morning. What? Yeah. Where? At Sunset Junction on uh, Sunset Boulevard. Oh, wow. I've never been there. It's uh, yeah. very good. I have a never-ending quest for biscuits and gravy oh, in this town. It was delicious. They put a really? fried egg on top. Really? It was delicious. Fried egg on a uh, was it a cream gravy or was it a country gravy? Was it was a, it was a sausage gravy? Sausage, so the sausage it's was creamy. In it. Yeah, that's mm. important. That Very sounds important. really great. It was awesome. Wow, that's amazing. And then I also realized that for the past three weeks in a row, Olivia, my wonderful girlfriend, uh, and her parents, and myself, have gone to uh, three Mexican restaurants. We've been trying new ones each and every week. I didn't realize it was happening. Wow! But the, for the past three weeks, we've been trying different Mexican restaurants in Los Angeles, and they've all been wonderful, and I've had margaritas, and it's been great. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I would say Mexican food for me is the food that I could eat forever. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't be good for people around me, but <laughs> I, if that's the one, like if it was like you can only have this one thing for the rest mm-hmm. of your life, I would eat, you know, quesadilla. Oh, enchilada, sure. Taco. It's wonderful comfort Great. food. It is wonderful comfort food. It's amazing. Yeah, rice and beans and oh. cheese. Oh, oh, boy. So good. Stop. So I'm, I'm doing good. I've had a, had some good food discoveries recently that I oh, feel very great. good about. Yeah. That's really great. I, you know, I have been grocery shopping. Have you that's really? Hey, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> You're so, are you Very cooking exciting. more? I'm cooking a little bit more. And okay. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I might have to, you know, Jimmy Buffett's uh, daughter just released a new cookbook. That's right. I believe it's all about We got to do a review. We got to do a Lulu cookbook review. Uh, we have to. Review. <laughs> we should do it live while we're actually trying to cook something. <laughs> I think we should. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be make so some fun. sort of gumbo. That's right. I yeah. think that's a good idea. I'm one into of that. our next episodes, we should make make one of these dishes. I'm into what what are you making currently? What am I making currently? Well, I have a set of ingredients. Mm-hmm. I, I I jump in between uh, like a, a sandwich, a turkey sandwich. Great, love it. <laughs> That's what I love to make. <laughs> I'll throw a little uh, chicken quesadilla in the toaster oven. Okay, sure. That's my kind of my go-to because I'm very it's important about salsa for me. Yeah, yeah. I have the salsa. I look far and wide for my favorite kind of salsa. So you do the quesadilla in the toaster oven? Yes. Not yeah, yeah. on stovetop. Sometimes I do stovetop. Okay. Lately, I've been doing toaster oven because I do have my own skillet and I like mm-hmm. to cook. Uh, I like to cook on that skillet a lot. It's, I love it's a good a personal skillet. skillet that I've aged myself, and <laughs> I'm not doing a great job of it, but I'm treating it nice. I think. Sure, 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 you sure. To treat a skillet like a like a human being is <laughs> what right. I learned. You really do. It's really difficult. Yeah. So, uh, I'll, th- I'll I'll make a little chicken fried steak on there. I have a Texas cookbook. Oh, I yes. actually talk a lot about this on the, my episode of I Burn Everything. Yes, coming out uh, maybe this week. Oh, I is think? it coming out this, this week? This week this or week next week? When this is airing? Yeah, oh, I, I listened to it last night. It's very fun. Is it funny? Is it's it good? Very funny. I'm nervous it's wonderful. about it. <laughs> talk about, um, it's a great podcast on this network hosted by Dave Horowitz and Stevie Nelson. Mm-hmm. I'm plugging it out of my own volition. <laughs> uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful show, you. and you were terrific on it. Oh, thank you. I'm yeah, glad. You're so I'm excited to for people to hear it. Yeah, it's going to be great. I talk a lot about cooking on it, which I guess is a surprise to them. <laughs> <laughs> they said after, like, people don't come on to talk about cooking. Like, I was mostly excited to talk about cooking. <laughs> I love cooking. Me it's too. therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I like doing... 
I don't like baking. I like cooking. I like cooking because you can kind of play around with it. Interesting. You know, baking is a science. I lo- that's why I like baking a little bit. Really? It's very finite, right? Yeah, because it's like, this is this is what you have to do to accomplish what we know you can accomplish. Like, uh-huh. It's like, this is going to happen and it's going to be great as yeah. long as you follow the rules. Right. I think it's interesting. Cooking I think, is yeah. sort of just like a, like a, just go for it. Have fun. Yes. You know, we'll see what happens. Like you can do a recipe, but I like just sort of winging it. Yes. I love that. Like, I, I, I know what goes good with chicken. I know what goes good with fish. And I just kind of play around with those specific ingredients. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I wish I could do that a little bit more. You I should. I, it's fun. Because I, I, I don't know why. Every now and then I'm like, I'm going to screw this up. I, well, see, and that's the thing. It, like, I sometimes screw up. Like, sometimes things don't taste good. Like, we'll be eating. I'm like, mm, there's too much salt in this. Yeah. Like, and if I if I measured back. it out, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But, yeah. But you've been fl- flying it around. You've been oh, I stand at the very edge of the kitchen. I throw spices <laughs> across the room. Very and cool. It makes a big mess. That sounds like fun. It's real fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah, it's real fun. Ryan, I have some Buffett news. Do you really? Talk a little bit about Buffett. Please share. At this point, it'll maybe be a couple weeks old. But uh, Jazz Fest in New Orleans, mm-hmm. Dave Matthews was up there doing a set. Who walked on but a little Mr. James William Buffett. Is that his middle name? I, yes, I think so, right? That yes. would make sense. James. I think it's James William J. Buffett. J.W. Buffett. Yeah, I think it is. A James William Buffett. Him I, and Dave are old pals. They're old pals. He, I've heard Dave do covers before. Mm-hmm. I saw that they had, there's a little clip of it online, so I sent it your way. I haven't listened to it yet because I want to hear it. And I want my reactions to be organic. Okay, I love it. Let's I'm play it right excited. now. Okay, here it is. Jimmy Buffett some... joins Dave Matthews and Tim Reynolds, a terrific guitar player, on stage at Jazz Ooh, Fest 2017. Let's hear it. You see it all. Oh. You see it all. Pirate looks at 40, huh? Yeah. very nice that's a good i mean i i feel like the crowd doesn't appreciate it as much as they should i mean it is jazz fest sure <laughs> <laughs> those festivals are so insane because new orleans jazz it's is lively, bouncy, it's, lively yeah. it's fun so these people are like what is no come on <laughs> they want a big band they want yeah. horns they yeah, want, yeah. They yeah. Want a big thing and i bet jazz fest i mean this is it says it's like uh, they're on the acura stage so i think jazz uh-huh. fest is probably gone the kind of corporate sponsorship route that a lot of festivals have done but in sure. the past it's definitely a more lively crowd i would say sure so for jimmy buffett to wander out but you know he spent so much time in like new orleans in that area so yeah he really did yeah so I, he's got a little bit of a home there yeah you know? i feel like i've seen dave do a couple of buffett cover I, I i feel like i've been at a dave matthews band concert where he's done a buffett cover yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And i, I feel like vice versa yeah, I feel like I've. Oh, I have. I've been at a Buffett concert where uh, Jimmy did uh, "Tripping Billies." Oh yeah, I think. Okay. Yeah, I love to hear Jimmy Buffett sing "Crash Into Me." 
Ooh, that would be cool. Crash into me. <laughs> like, what is going on? <laughs> I did it. Guilty as charged. Um, and we also have some uh, some 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 more news from the Parrothead side of things. Uh, you and I are going to look into actually joining the Los Angeles Parrotheads Club. That is correct. Yeah, we, we had no idea, but there are membership dues. Yes, there are. There are dues. There's a whole thing. There's yeah. awards per head of the year. <laughs> we saw their trophies and they look really <laughs> wonderful. They look really nice. Uh, we're definitely, we're going to be, look out for our resumes, guys, our yes. CDs, if you see them. That's right, yeah. If you're British. Coming in hot. We're, they're coming in hot. We're <laughs> yeah. excited. Because, uh, you know, we've been watching from afar for a while. We oh, didn't yeah. know if there's a way to get in. It's we've time. We've watched on the Facebook group. I think it's time. Yeah, we found the website, which mm-hmm. also appears to be run solely on Flash. That's so good. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Flash is the corporate sponsor of Parrotheads. Parrotheads <laughs> keep Flash alive. They <laughs> love Flash. The guys at Adobe are like, okay, there are two websites. <laughs> both JimmyBuffett.com and Parrotheads.com. Yeah. It's great. In Buffett world, of course. <laughs> oh, man. So we'll be in there soon we'll keep you guys update we're gonna be going to some events maybe talking to some other parrot heads absolutely we're gonna dive in deep to i'd this. love to get some parrot heads in on this i would too. i want That'd people to come in and just be like this is what you had wrong this is what you had wrong this <laughs> yeah. is what you got wrong i want to cry <laughs> at the end of those episodes <laughs> yeah, you're gonna ruin us <laughs> yeah we're um, be grilled. <laughs> but today as we mentioned we have made our way through the 1970s and are now in the 1980s specifically 1981 with coconut telegraph that is correct uh, what can I tell you about this album? It didn't do much. Uh, <laughs> Which is surprising yeah, to me. Yeah, the song It's My Job hit number 57. Oh, it actually did pretty good, actually. I don't know why I said that. It hit number 57 on Billboard Hot 100 singles. The album reached number 30 on Billboard 200. And it would be Buffett's last appearance on the charts for over 20 years. Jesus. Until his duet with Alan Jackson. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Wait, really? So this is his departure from being on the charts. <laughs> this is his final one. It's My Job. And the album, and then wow. from here. So no albums after this charted until 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 o'clock somewhere. Holy shit! Until his song, his one song. That's insane. Yeah, yeah. So we're about to enter a dark period. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, according to Billboard, we're entering a dark period. Sure. I would say we're entering uncharted waters. Yes. Of all the Buffett things that have been spoken of. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> We're going into the, the deeper cuts, I would say. I think from yes. here until it's five o'clock somewhere. Which is, which is about 50 episodes. 50 episodes. <laughs> We're going to be talking about things in depth that many people have never even yes. probably spoken yeah. of. So stay with us. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the deep cuts. Yeah, oh, yeah. And this, uh, I, I, I know I've mess this up on numerous episodes this album is the first album that he started his partnership with mac mcnally this is the first album this is the first album it's my job was mac mcnally's song really yes i did not know that yeah he wrote it and mac mcnally uh famous coral reefer member yeah oh yeah amazing guitarist he's terrific huge deal yeah he's he's probably as big a draw to the concerts as jimmy is yeah people love to see mac he plays uh, that one song that's supposed to be two guitars on one guitar. He's incredible. He's amazing. He's, he's very, really, really very amazing. impressive yeah, as a guitar so player. Yeah, he's terrific. He's so good. But yeah, this album is, well, let's talk about the cover. It's it, yeah. Jimmy, uh, you know, in a, uh, a phone booth on a, on a pier. Yeah, yeah. He's looking very 80s. He's got a white sweater, a gold It, it looks like it's chain. a little overcast outside. Looks a little cloudy. Maybe this was the only day they could have shot it. Yeah, yeah. He's got a, his hair is uh 
uh, darker brown than we've seen the sun-kissed Jimmy Blonde. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Rancho Deluxe Jimmy. Rancho Ooh. Deluxe Jimmy was platinum. <laughs> yeah, platinum blonde. A little darker. Still got the mustache. Still got the mustache. He looks comfy. He looks comfy, He's yeah. in a phone booth on the beach. And I would say that's what this album is, comfy. It's comfy. <laughs> I would say overall, this it's is comfy. a comfy album. You know what? This is... I think this is my second favorite Buffett album. What? I really loved it. Really? I really loved it. No I think way. this bumps A1A down another level. Really? I need to go, I, I would need to go back and listen to A1A again, but so far the two are very close. And what's number one for you still? Son of a Son of a Son of a Son of a Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I, think that's the best I love this album. There's so much about it that I am a fan of. No way. I think he came into the 80s. Real, real hot. Guns blazing. Guns blazing. He's that, like, I am ready. That's fascinating to me. I it's think that's so great. Really terrific. What do you think? I I really like this album. Okay. I think it's very uh, fun and enjoyable. I think there's things that are going on here that are like, okay, we are no longer like Jimmy's got success, and we're looking what we're looking for. What's happening after? Yes. Like, <laughs> like he is doing his own thing. This is pure Jimmy. There's a lot of playing around here. Yeah, there's a lot of playing around, and yeah. there's a lot of like uh, calm, like tranquil hits. This is like yes. to me like music that, in a good way, I would listen to to wind me down at night. Yeah, that would be like this is like a very reflective, quiet album. Mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, yeah, definitely quieter than the one before and the one after. Yeah. Volcano's a party. This one's more of a uh, cleaning up after the party the next day. <laughs> <laughs> and then somewhere over China, we will talk about Oh my gosh, that's a theme party. <laughs> it's a theme party. <laughs> Maybe not a very good theme. No, no, no. We'll talk about that. We'll wow. T- we'll talk about no spoilers here. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. People are dying to I know mean, about I mean, I think on Coconut Telegraph, there is a song on here. I'll tell you when we get to it. There's a song on here that I am pretty certain is going to be in my top 10 when we make it through the 80s. Really? Yes. I want to I want to know what that song is. It's very, very good. Well, Ooh, I'll, I'll okay. let you know when we get to it. Okay. But is, are there any standouts here for you? Um. Well, there's one that I can't help coming back to okay it maybe is the album the song that you think is great maybe uh-huh. it's 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 my job it's not that it's one it's not that it, one but it's my job is one of my favorites i love it's my job it's so sweet it's very sweet to me it it's reminds sad. me of like it's like a john denver song and also like uh one of those like early 80s like sausage commercials jingles <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's listen to it to me it sounds like this like Having a good day, waking up <laughs> in the morning, Jimmy Dean. Like it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is the Mac McAnally song. He oh, wrote, this he, is it? Yeah, he wrote this one. Oh, my All God. Right. We're going to listen to it. Okay. In the middle of late last night I was sitting on a curb I didn't know what about But I was feeling quite disturbed A street sweeper came whistling by He was bouncing every step It seemed strange how good he felt So I asked him while he swept he said, it's my job to be cleaning up this mess And that's enough reason to go for me It's my job to be better than the rest And that makes a day for me I got an uncle who owns a bank He's a self-made millionaire 
He never had anyone to love, never had no one to care. He always seemed kind of sad to me, and I asked him why that was. And he told me it's because in my contract there's this clause that says it's my job to be worried after death. That's the thing people respect in me It's my job But without it I'd be less than what I expect from me Ooh, I love that This is a really nice hit It's a really sweet song. I think it's, it's really a sweet. great message. Yeah. There's, I mean, the, the songwriting here is great. Like, Mac Manic, he's a terrific song songwriter. Yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. I just sent you a uh, something that I like for you to play that, to <laughs> me, reminds me exactly of this song. Is this what you were thinking of when This you... is what I was thinking of. This isn't a sausage commercial, but this is a uh, Texas ice cream commercial. It's for Bluebell ice cream. And when I heard this song, I couldn't stop thinking about uh, so this commercial. <laughs> I remember our old country home Clean fresh air and This is what this sounded like to me in the fields, <laughs> Along the path Beside our swimming hole This is an ice cream commercial <laughs> Would you kids like some homemade ice cream <laughs> That was such a simpler time anyway. That was shoehorned in there <laughs> Bluebell tastes just like the good old days <laughs> That's what this reminds me of. This was like wow. this sounds like Bluebell the Bluebell ice cream commercial. Bluebell is like the best Texas ice cream. Anybody uh-huh. like in the South will tell you Bluebell ice cream is the best ice cream. They've gone through a lot of like sanitary problems in their factories lately, <laughs> okay. and they keep having to shut it down and get rid of all of it. Like huge, huge sanitary problems. Like really, like listeria outbreaks. That are like. Are you far still loyal to the brand? I am loyal to the brand. Okay. I have a coffee mug that's a Bluebell ice cream. Do you cream really? Cream. But to me, let's play play the chorus of "It's My Job" again. Okay. Because I'm telling you, <laughs> this Bluebell tastes like the good old days. You play, keep playing the song. Yeah. If street sweepers can smile, but sometimes I still forget till the lights go on and the stage is set and the song is Ooh, this is a good build though listen to that sweat it's my job to be different than the rest and that's enough a reason to go for me it's my job to be better than the best and that's a rough break for me it's my job Bluebell tastes like the good old days. Bluebell tastes like the good old days. They're just selling ice cream here, I think. Yeah, selling ice cream. So funny. That's the most like Texas thing. Yeah, I know. Isn't that the most Texas thing in the world? Would you get like some homemade ice cream? But it's like everybody loves those commercials. I did. Yeah. They're like so because it's always it's always like like little boys playing in a field. Sure. Like a bunch of firemen sitting around eating ice cream. The ice bunch cream, of beauty queens. The ice cream looks delicious. It's this beautiful, beautiful colored ice. It's oh, uh, yeah. summer strawberry pie is the name oh, of the ice yeah. cream. So there's some amazing, amazing bluebell recipes. Really? There's uh, uh yeah, there's one that's like Christmas cookies where it's like uh like sweet cream ice cream with like three different types of cook- 
kinds of cookies and then like that Christmas frosting. In the okay, middle. yeah. It's amazing. There's a pecan pralines and cream. Ooh. It's all good. There's, of course, the listeria flavored one. <laughs> I, I, I want to point out that in the description of this YouTube video, the one you sent me, uh, the very first line is, now listeria free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, that's. So this is a big deal. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's this a made big deal. this made news. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send here. Let me send you another uh, ad. Okay. Just while we're talking about this, we can just discuss it. I want you to play this one as well. This is a late 1980s ad, and this shows you a little bit more of the video, and we can describe it as we listen to okay, it. Okay, great. There's nothing like the taste of bluebell homemade ice cream. Yeah. There's a dog very close it's to this man. Like great. The taste you've ever known. We eat all we can, but we sell the rest. <laughs> it's all made, homemade down home. Bluebell, the best ice cream in the country. Yeah. Bluebell, the best ice cream in the country. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the very last scene was a, a woman just gently hugging a cow. <laughs> That checks out. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is this is my identity. <laughs> this is why I am the way I am these blue book commercials. Regardless, that's why I feel like it's my job. <laughs> it's like that's one of those hilarious. in a good way. That's yeah. hilarious. Um, so I love it's my job. I think it's a great song. Like I said, just the, the songwriting I think is real. It's a sweet song. Mm-hmm. Great message. Like no matter what you're doing, just put your best foot forward, make the most of it. Yeah. And yeah, I like those, this, this quote from the, the banker. That's like, it's my Mm -hmm. job to be worried half to death. And that's the thing that people respect in me. It's a job, but without it, I'd be less than what I expect from me. Yeah. Yeah. So he's stressed out. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, he knows that people expect him, uh, to worry all the time and he doesn't like worrying, but you know, it's his job. And if he didn't have that job, he'd be disappointed in himself. That's right. That's right. Which is the thing about work. You know, as somebody who currently isn't working as much, <laughs> I, it's not what I expect from me. Sure. <laughs> you say, I should be doing a bit more, and then you just, you know, sleep for another 15 exactly. minutes. Exactly. I and get guess it. what? I'm going to take a nap. Oh, surprise. It's 1230 p.m. You just woke up. Why are you taking another nap? <laughs> I don't know. We're doing fine. I, I send some bluebell ice cream if you want. <laughs> Jimmy's note for the song on buffworld.com. He says, uh, for Mac, who reminds me of me seven years ago. Interesting. Yeah. Where was he at seven years prior? That's a, it's seven years, seven years younger or seven years ago. I don't know. I don't know what that means. But I know that Mac is very talented. And he's been around since the early 80s, which is an interesting thing. Do we think that maybe during the 70s, Buffett was kind of like, I mean, we know like that there were points where he was, he must have been like down on his luck like a little bit, where he's yeah. thinking about like the music business kind of and what he was really doing. So maybe seven years prior to him hearing this song, maybe he just wasn't in the best of spirits. Maybe he was thinking about sort of, we, we've talked about before how, oh, yeah. you know, he could have easily kind of given it all up mm-hmm. done something else because well, it wasn't working for him for for a while well seven years yeah seven years before 1981 is what 1974 right In yeah 1974 his music was not hitting very well no it wasn't and he hadn't found it till 77 so yeah maybe he like sees mac as somebody who's just like him but hasn't had his break yet right exactly that's Ooh, fascinating interesting i i think that's a great song though 
It's a great song. Yeah. It's it's a nice introduction to Mac McAnally because he's going to be around for a long time. He really is. It's nice to He's going to pop up here and there. He's, like I said, a terrific guitar player. Yeah, welcome, to see him live is amazing. Welcome to the party, Mac. You know, just welcome to it. We're happy to have you. That's right. I'm sorry I thought you were around for uh, years prior to this. It's okay. Well, we've just been so excited to see you. So we're yeah. sorry. <laughs> I think this has got to be Mac, right? <laughs> this has to be Mac. Yeah, yeah, that's Mac. That's Mac. <laughs> it sounds like him. Yeah, oh, there it is. Uh, what uh, songs uh, stick out to you on this album? I want to mention nine songs, 33 minutes long. The albums are getting short, which I like. They really are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, yeah the past couple ones have been very short. Yeah. Um, I like the titular song, Coconut Telegraph. Oh, I think yeah. it's a really, like, uh, Coconut Telegraph, Incommunicado, It's My Job. Uh, those three, just in a row, are very, very good. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to talk about Coconut Telegraph, because oh, it's a great way to start now. Well, let's give it a listen. Oh, funky. Welcome funky. to the 80s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're trying stuff. Rock and roll, baby. Tuesday on the island. Not much going on. The parties are all over. They ended just past on. The jumbo drums are beating with the tales from late last night. The story's very for everyone's delight You can hear them on a coconut telegraph Can't keep nothing under their hat You can hear them on the coconut telegraph Saying who did this and that This and that, this and that Now I'm not one to dealing gossip But was he that big a fool To do a belly buster the entire pool and what became a sweet Melissa and the boy nobody knew did Ricardo ever find her I swear it's just between me and you but you can hear it on the coconut telegraph by now everybody knows you can hear it it's really good it's a really good album opener and listening to it now I don't think I'd be able to Place it. I, I wouldn't be able to put it in another Buffett album. I don't think. No, it's very singular. I will say, like, when we listen to other albums, I always try to remind myself that, like, this was happening while, like, David Bowie was happening or why, right. uh, while Elton John was happening or while, you know, the big artists were, like, disco. Yeah. And then, like, Jimmy's feels timeless because it doesn't fit in any sort of time line of music history. Right. But these feel like 80s songs. They really do. These feel like these have cemented, like, he is listening to what's around him, especially in the early 80s country and, like, early 80s kind of developments in, like weird more kind of techno-y songs you yeah can hear them in here you you can because these, i mean like, like this song like you mentioned at the very top it's it's funky like there's mm-hmm. a vi- like there's a very different sort of vibe in this song than what we've heard before absolutely yeah but yeah. it's also like a just a straight up like this is an island song this is a song about the island and i'm yeah. on, an island, on an island and this is what we're doing yeah yeah <laughs> i i love it i think it's great it's i think great. it's super fun um go ahead jimmy's note on buffett world the Coconut Telegraph works as well as a cellular phone or a fax machine and has been around a lot longer for the gang at the fish house. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to checks know. out. <laughs> <laughs> I can see him saying I want to know who the gang at the fish house I is. I want to know what the fish house is. I want to know I want to know what he was doing in that fish house. I want to go to the fish house. You know what? I want to I want to go on a uh, geography tour. I hear there's a plaque in front of his uh 
home in Pasadena, really? Mississippi. Yeah. What does it say? Childhood home. Oh, so I think I read that as Jimmy well. This is where Buffett was born or yeah. whatever. He is so ingrained in pop culture, people don't even realize it. No, people don't even know. Yeah. And, and who's the, but that's the fish house. What's that? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I want to know in pop culture. If we were, if we cared more about Jimmy and we all pointed in and started looking to answer these questions, <laughs> we know who the fish house gang was. I feel like he's, he's one of these guys that like every single person he comes in contact with, he changes their lives in some very small way. He does. You know what I, I mean? mean? What? I wish we could answer, talk to Bono oh, and yeah. Frank Sinatra and Elvis. Oh, Bono's coming on the podcast next week. I oh, he tell is? You, he you is. didn't tell me that? I didn't tell you that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, we got fine. Bono, then uh, then Frank. We're going to talk to the ghost of Frank Sinatra. We're talking to the ghost of Frank Sinatra? We're talking to the ghost of Frank Sinatra. I feel Sinatra. like you should have told me this well, when we were booking. I pulled some strings. You pulled some strings? Yeah, I wanted it to be a surprise. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a little pissed. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> I need three weeks to prep to interview Bono, and I, I, I only need a couple days for Frank. But. Okay, all right. <laughs> Seems like it should be opposite. <laughs> yeah, so let's do Frank first. Okay, fair, 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 Is Frank's fair, fair, fair. ghost busy? Oh, he's very booked uh, up. Very, very him. booked up. <laughs> Pissed off. <laughs> Mostly the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney. Oh, that's what he's doing? That's what he's doing. Yikes. He loves Disney, that Yikes. guy. Yeah. Jumped the shark, I think. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> when he died. Um, I, I love Coconut Telegraph. I love Incommunicado. Like you said at the beginning, oh, of the episode, yeah. they, they, these are some more subdued kind of hits. I really like Incommunicado. Incommunicado is, is like a breeze to my ears. It's like a breeze. It's not, enjoy it's it. not like, uh, like an undulating ocean. It's like a breeze. It's like an no. ocean. And breeze. Yeah, it's 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 very smooth. Yeah, yeah, let's give it a listen. Let's give it a listen. Travis McGee still in Cedar Key. That's what old John McDonald said. My rendezvous so long overdue With all of the things I've sung and I've read They still apply to me They all make sense in time But now I'm incommunicado Driving by myself down the road with a hole And it's songs with no Vibrato Taking the long way home Now on the day that John Wayne died I found myself on the continental divide Tell me where do I go from here Think I'll ride into Leadville and have a few bears Think a red river or Liberty Violence Can't believe the old man's gone But now he's in Beautiful song. It's very sweet. And uh, on Buffett World, this is indeed about the day that John Wayne died. Interesting. I'm going to read this little excerpt. This is Jimmy's note for the song Incommunicado. Okay. The day John Wayne died, I drove to the top of Independence Pass above Aspen and walked along the Continental Divide. Somehow Travis McGee crept into my mind as I pondered the incredible vista. After a Mexican meal in Leadville, I wrote this song on the way back to Aspen. For the Duke and Travis McGee. 
Wow, so he wrote this in Colorado. Yeah. This is very interesting to me. Yeah. Because I know a lot about Jimmy's uh, time in Colorado, Aspen. He lived in Snowmass. Yeah. Um, and there's a story about, because my dad was living in Colorado at the time. Jimmy was living there. So I have a little story about another song on this, but we can talk about this one first. Yeah, there's there's some there's some McDonald stuff going on. Yeah, there's some in this the album. history of uh, Mark McDonald is intertwined with the Coconut Telegraph, yeah, to say the least. It really is. Uh, and Travis McGee, I'm going to read this little excerpt. Travis okay. McGee is a fictional character created by John D. McDonald. Ooh, interesting. M-A-C, Donald. Travis McGee is a fictional character? He's a fictional character. Okay. Unlike most detectives in mystery fiction, McGee is neither a police officer nor a private investigator. Instead, he is a self-described salvage consultant who recovers others' property for a fee of 50%. McGee appeared in 21 novels from The Deep Blue Goodbye in 1964 to The Lonely Silver Rain in 1984. In 1980, the McGee novel The Green Ripper won the National Book Award. All 21 books have the theme of a color in the title, one of the earliest examples of a detective mystery fiction series to have a title theme. Uh, example, the Sue Grafton alphabet series, uh, yada, 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 yada. Whoa. That's so, so he's so he's kind of a uh, like a detective sort of guy, so, not not uh, not exactly a detective, but uh, he's uh, what they said like a, a, a salvage consultant. So he just recovers old property. That's fascinating. So so the first lyrics are Travis McGee's still in Cedar Key. That's what John McDonald said. So John McDonald being the writer, the author. Mm-hmm. So that's where the author, that's where the character ended up. Yeah, he's thinking of this 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 character. Well, that's fun and something I could never imagine a modern artist doing. No, being like uh, this is like here's a a reference to a book that's happening right now yeah. that I've read that I like. Or yeah. are they, were they older books? Uh, nineteen. Well, I guess in the nineteen sixties. The sixties. Oh, so like twenty years ago. But yeah. it's like a reference to a book that he loved. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. The uh, only thing that reminds me of today is uh, Drake has a song that's called. Uh, uh, well, the first lyrics are. I think that the song is "Fake Love," but the first lyrics are "Been down so long, it looks like up to me." Okay. Which is actually a nineteen seventies book, uh, and I've always wondered uh, if it it's related. It's like a counterculture book. Really? Um, yeah, it's uh, by Richard Farina. Okay. It was like a 60s, 70s, like, kind of whatever. And I always wanted to know if Drake was talking about that book. Yeah. Because it just is a good phrase, up and down so long. For, for Drake, I can me. see him definitely talking maybe, about it. Yeah, maybe, right? yeah, he's a kind of introspective guy, yeah. right? Yeah. I wonder if he's read that book. It would and be nice to know if Drake read, like, 1960s, 1970s counterculture books. That'd be cool. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> cool. Regardless, that was a tangent. Um, But, uh, I mean, we've talked about before how literature plays a big part in Buffett in general. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He cares a lot about it. Yeah, he and really he does. into those books. We need to figure out when his first book is. I know. Oh, yeah, we got some book episodes coming up. Uh, we got a lot of books coming up. Yeah, we've done some reading. <laughs> We're going to do some reading. Um, but I <laughs> I really, really enjoy the song, uh, the chorus, but now I'm incommunicado, driving by myself down the road with a hole in it, songs with no bravado, taking the long way home. Yeah. And I love taking the long way home. I lo- and I love being, like, unreachable. 
Oh, I mean, yeah. That's a big, especially for Buffett, who's now getting calls. Hey, we want to turn your, your song into a restaurant. Hey, we need you to do this. <laughs> we need you to do that. He said, no, I'm a little bummed out. I'm driving through the mountains. And there's a, what a, no better place to drive through the mountains than in Colorado. Colorado is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. The most beautiful state in the country. It's incredible. So he's driving through the mountains. He's listening to Incommunicado. People can't reach him. Yeah. Because... He's not by a phone because this is the early 80s. Yep. A terrific song. Lovely song. But you're right. I mean, like you, you've mentioned it a couple times, like very subtle kind of hits and they all kind of build too. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. They build. They, he's got the structure down. Yeah. He knows what he's doing and he's not taking any huge risks on this album either. I'm going to be safe to say that. No. Yeah. There's you're right. There's nothing that's hard for him to sing. There's nothing that's wild, uh, but it's really enjoyable. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about uh, Mark McDonald, your yes, dad. my father, Mark um, McDonald. Do you want to chat about the weathers here, Wish You Were Beautiful? Yes. I've mentioned this kind of on the podcast before, um, but the story goes, my dad believes that he and his uh, friend were responsible for it, the weathers here, Wish You Were Beautiful. Right. Specifically the phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, because he has a friend named Joe Mazza. Joe Mazza got these pens. My dad and him in the early, mid-20s owned a bar called The Pub. Uh, in uh, Glenwood Springs, Colorado, population of like 3,000 people at that time. But it was a small mountain town. It's about half an hour from Aspen mm-hmm. in Snowmass. So uh, they had these pens made that said, the weather is here, wish you were beautiful on them. But the pens, uh, they didn't have enough room to put the spaces in. So it said in one long word, the weather is here, wish you were beautiful. And what year was this again? This was like 77 to 79. Okay. So these pens, people would come in, grab a pen, take off. These pens might have been circulating through Colorado all over the place. You never know. Oh, hey, sure. do, do you need a pen? Yeah, here's this pen. And then you have the pen. And it says, whether well, it's wish you beautiful. Then you give it to somebody else at the bank. And then somebody at the bank gives it to somebody who's going on a truck and driving across the country. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. These pens were moving. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just pushing these pens? Is yes, that what you're doing? You can buy these pens at my Etsy store. No, 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 no. That's not actually true at all. <laughs> but he believes that there might have been a chance that he was responsible for the name of that song because Jimmy was in the area at the time mm-hmm. and he was in the bar. We don't know if Jimmy ever showed up. Uh, my dad, there's another claim to fame. There's a song called Cherokee Fiddle um, and it's about this uh, large Cherokee man that mm-hmm. would play fiddle and he played fiddle in my dad's bar a bunch of times and he ended oh. up on the streets or whatever, but he was friends with my dad and so my dad also is a claim to fame to that song. Oh, that's awesome. But he was like in the middle of this thing here and there. Yeah. Um, and uh, he thinks that he was responsible for The Weather Is Here, Wish You Were Beautiful. I think it's very possible. Um, Here's Jimmy's note on it. Yeah, Do we want to listen to it and then we can talk about Jimmy's note or I'll tell you Jimmy's note? Tell me Jimmy's note. Okay, Jimmy's note is, graffiti in the bathrooms of good bars has always been a great source of material. I think this one either came from Captain Tony's or the Napoleon House in New Orleans. This song is for Billy Clyde Tuggle. I hope you make it to Tahiti one day. Here's the thing. Uh-huh. Uh, who knows? Who knows? You should ask your dad if there was graffiti in the bathroom of his bar. I should ask that. And yeah. maybe that's where they got that thing. Or if the person who did the graffiti got it off the pen. Sure, or right. Or this phrase was going around a lot, and my my dad and Joe Mazza are not as creative as I hoped they were. <laughs> What's the answer? There are so many different answers. I don't know if we'll ever find out. No. I mean, the number one thing we have to ask Jimmy, regardless, is where the fuck was he? Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> During Come Monday. That's yeah. what I want to know. That's and then we'll know. ask him about yeah. whether he was you were beautiful. Yeah, and um, then Marvin Gardens. And well, then Marvin Gardens. Let's listen to it. Uh, okay, we listened to a little bit of the top of the show, so I'm going to yeah. jump around uh, a touch. Let's hear it. Um, yeah, this is such a fun song, though. This is though. a fun it's one. Really this is a good. wild one. It really is. Her goddamn phone never 
never stops a ringing You'll try the surface in a day, maybe two Well, he's on his third drink before the wheels of the plane leave the ground Making parts with the steward is high over Long Island Sound She's also spending some time on the island Demon City Madness gives her the blues They make her day to go dancing and dining It seems neither has that much to lose The weather is here I wish you were beautiful My thoughts aren't too clear But don't run away My girlfriends are bored My job is too dutiful Hell, nobody's perfect Would you like to play? I feel together today Well, now that's just the start of a well-deserved overdue bench. It also has the same feel as Coconut Telegraph does. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. got that kind of like funky sort of syncopated uh, yeah. beat going. It's I great. What that is. It might be a little synthesizer back there. I know it it's a be. keyboard. I know yeah. it's some sort of electrical keyboard. Yeah. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. I mean, they were giving out keyboards like candy. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> Everybody had one. <laughs> pens and keyboards. Pens and keyboards. Free pens, free keyboards. <laughs> Everywhere you went. <laughs> oh, great song, though. Great song. And I like to think the McDonald's have something to do with it. I bet, I bet they do. I bet they do. I think we're in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it's important. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Okay, are are you ready for my favorite song on this album? I want to hear it. I am fascinated. Let's hear it out. I can't believe it's none of these yet. It's none of these yet. The song is The Good Fight. Really? I love this song. No way. It's so good. That's so interesting. It surprised me much like uh, Dreamsicle did on Volcano. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's very, very good. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of it, and then I want to read Jimmy's note because uh, it's very interesting. Okay, great. It's a very short note, but okay, I want uh, to play a little bit of this the song. This one did not have an impression on me. Hopefully really? a second listen okay, or yeah, a third give, listening will help me. Yeah, yeah, give another listen. This is going to be real good. All right. Talk about the women too much The women got so confused They don't talk about their lives as such My life is all I got to lose They take it with a grain of salt And laugh at the complexities They're good at picking all the faults I keep laughing so they don't pick me Jesus, if I had to quit tonight Never know if I was wrong or right But that's just what you get You got to go the distance If you want to fight a good fight A good fight Keep it up, keep a good fight Somehow Then I hear a 
So smooth. It's really smooth. It's very smooth. I don't know. Something about it just really, really stuck with me. I like that part. Just like the chorus, if you want to fight a good fight, good fight. It's yeah. really, really nice. It's really good. It, it, this one also feels very 80s to me. It really does. Yeah. It feels like this is like right around like, this feels like a little Eagles influenced. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah. The Jimmy's note on this yeah. uh, to Muhammad Ali for 20 years of excitement and entertainment. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. It's really, really neat. I like that even more. I like that song even more than right. it's for Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the song itself, um, I mean, like uh, the chorus, like, Jesus, if I had to quit tonight, I'd never know if I was wrong or right. But that's just what you get. You got to go the distance. If you're going to fight a good fight, good fight. Keep it up and keep a good fight. Good fight. Yeah. Pretty solid. Pretty solid. Just go the distance, fight the fight. It's real. It's a lovely song. I love song. that. I think yeah. It, yeah. I like yeah. that we listen to that again because, yeah, I like it a little bit more than... I don't know why I skipped right over it. I like I like the smooth Buffett songs. Like the, yeah, you're um, into the smooth ones. I'm, in the, I'm into the smooth ones. On Son of a Son of a Sailor... Um, Oh shoot! What was the name of the song? The long something long. Uh, no, I can't remember what it was. The um, longest. Uh, the longest. Uh, the last line. The last line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That like that bass line throughout. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Mm-hmm. That's really yeah. good. I'm, yeah, he's got. He's really perfecting the smooth song. He really is. That's what helps him. These are these are the tenets of. I do also feel like it's it's. Uh, you know, I think a lot about how people call. Uh, Jimmy Buffett's music, dad music. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people like Jimmy Buffett's music because the dads like it because that was the music they listened to when they were in their 20s and 30s. It's yeah. not like they relate to it when they're older. But these are the beginning songs that it's like, oh, Jimmy's getting, he's maybe in his 30s, 40s. Maybe he's probably mid-30s. These Something now, like that, yeah. Late 30s. And so he's getting a little, his 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 music is getting a little more metered, a little more... Uh, careful yes i might say we're making less giant statements or crazy nights the crazy years are less crazy but the reflection is a little more reflective yeah yeah definitely yeah um and uh i want to talk about real quick uh stars fell in alabama yes oh man my only note for this i wrote down oh boy (laughs) (laughs) do you know anything about this song uh is it it's a cover it's a cover. It's a 1934 jazz standard by Frank Perkins. Oh, interesting. Um, and Jimmy did a cover of it. It's been covered a ton, too. Really? Um, she and him have also covered this song. Oh, really? Yeah. So I want to play Jimmy's version, then I want to bounce around to some other versions, oh, including I'd love the to original. Hear this. Oh, that sounds great. So here's Jimmy's version of The Stars Fell in Alabama. Jimmy has a huge love of these older, like 30s, 40s standards. Yeah, he really is. Yeah, yeah. From White's Borco. Yeah. Can, come on. All right, let's hear it. Moonlight and magnolias, starlight in your hair. All the world a dream come true. Did it really happen? Was I really there? Was I really <laughs> there with you? Sing it, Jimmy. Sing it out. Please. 
lived our little drama. We kissed in a field of white, and stars fell on Alabama that night. Ooh, got that harmonica in there. Oh yeah. Uh, can't forget the glamour Your eyes held a tender light And stars fell on Alabama Last night right. Can I have you actually jump to the very end of this? The last 30 I seconds? Yep. Because that's the only part that I... Uh, oh boy. Here we go. Just listen to this final note. Try it, Jimmy. Just go for it. Here we go. Try it. Just try your hardest, Jimmy. Just do it. See if we can make it happen. Come on, Jimmy, you can do it. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jimmy's got a couple of notes. <laughs> He's got a couple of notes. He's got a couple of notes. I like that he tried it, you know? He's going for it. That's, That's right. what I was like, oh, come on, Jimmy. You could have modulated that a little bit. <laughs> but he oh, went man. for it because he thought he could, and I think he did. I so think I'm he glad did he too. has the confidence to go for that note and put it on his album. <laughs> That's one thing I will say. Jimmy has confidence. Oh my gosh, what a swagger this man has. He's got a mess of confidence. It's unbelievable. About him. I wish I had an ounce of Jimmy's confidence. Oh, I wish we all had an ounce of Jimmy's confidence. Oh man. Um so stars fell in Alabama. So stars fell in Alabama. I'm not gonna edit that. That's great. Um, I want to read the note on Buff. We are using Buffett World a lot in this episode. We are. And it's not crashed yet. This is amazing. Yeah, this is incredible. Just to remind everyone, we are not sponsored by them. No. And we will probably be receiving a cease and desist from them very soon. But we Uh, love them. Thank you, Buffett World. Jimmy's note for Stars Fell in Alabama. Uh, I have been called a cornball and a hopeless romantic. I appreciate those labels, and I don't apologize for my feelings. I have always loved the Tin Pan Alley kind of songs that came out of writing teams in the 40s. This one, of course, was known to me as a kid, and I like to play it at shows now. It's fun to see teenagers mouth the words to a song they might have never heard if I hadn't been such a cornball for all the crooners and swooners wherever they may be. Wow. That's nice. That is nice. And it's like you mentioned at the begin- at the top of the episode, uh, he knows his audience, he knows what he's doing, and he's just yeah. kind of trying some stuff out. Exactly. He's, he's, he says, uh, you know what, this is what I'd like to do now. Yeah. He's confident that he has such a following that people will let him experiment or try something new. That's right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. I like that he's, he's just going for it. I like that he's even doing that one in concerts. I haven't heard him do that in a concert. I haven't either. I would like to. I'm sure he will. Um, I'm trying to find the original version of the song and I 
can't. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't find it. I don't know where. Okay, I'm Stars Fallen Alabama, Frank Perkins. I'm going to see what this is. It looks like it's a cover. Oh. Alto sax version? Yeah, this is a guy in his living room. Oh, good. Good for him. <laughs> good for well, him. there you go. Congratulations. You have a spot on, on the Parrothead podcast. The Parrothead podcast. We have room for everybody here. <laughs> okay, well, if I can't find the original, I'm at least going to play the she and him version. Great. Yeah, so let's let's listen to she and him and see what their version of Stars Fell in Alabama oh, sounds like. It. She and him. Ooh. The, the music equivalent of warm milk. <laughs> I'm I'm good. Good for a nap. Thank God we record these on cots because I'm just gonna doze off. <laughs> hey Patrick, wake up, wake up. No, 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 no. Why are we laying in cots? <laughs> we lived our little drama. We kissed in a field of white. I've heard enough. <laughs> yeah. I'll prefer Jimmy's. Yes. Okay. Jimmy versus she and him. Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> There's one by Ella Fitzgerald and Louis Armstrong. Yes. Oh, ooh, let's listen to Can that. Can we hear about okay. that one? I yeah. bet you that's the one she and him is trying to mimic. You're probably I right. wonder if she and him ever tried to steal Jimmy's vibe. <laughs> I... Highly doubt because it. Jimmy has the harmonica in there. He's got the Spanish guitar in there. Yeah, yeah. He's got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Into this already. This one's good. <laughs> Who's gonna sing first? Ella, Louie. Who's gonna do it? Ooh, it's on Ella's greatest hits. Oh, it is. So we'll see. I say Ella. All right. Like this one being from the 30s, they're just like unearthed. Yeah, you know, I know they just are. They just feel like so alive. Yeah, and like the recording I, is so like bare bones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they're preserved by these greats like Ella Fitzgerald. And yeah, I, it's it's wonderful. Like I, like I said, a ton of people covered this. Doris Day, Patty Page, Billie Holiday, and Jimmy was like, "I'll take a stab." <laughs> 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 I love it. It sounds like Jimmy's mentality. Like I can try this. 40 years after everyone was covering it. <laughs> yeah. You know who does a really good job at that, just like unearthing these old songs and breathing life into them, is Jack White. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Ooh. There are a ton. That's a awesome. A ton of old songs that uh, he plays and does such a good job at. Oh, that's amazing. I'll have to look into some of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's terrific. I wonder if Jack White and Jimmy Buffett have ever done anything together. I that was uh, who was that? That was Amazon Alexa. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why she piped up. That was terrifying. <laughs> that was very scary. Uh... <laughs> what was the buzzword? What did I? What did I say? <laughs> I. Oh god! I'm freaked out. This one is a wild episode. This is a wild. Episode. Are we gonna die at the end of this episode? <laughs> Are we gonna make it I think out? Yes. Oh my god! Jack White, Jimmy Buffett. Let me see. Uh, no. I don't believe so. No, nothing. Well, thanks for checking. Hey, you know what? It's no problem. <laughs> One can dream, huh? Yeah. Um, is there anything else on this album that you want to talk about, you want to mm, dive into? Any final ones for me? Um, you know, I think we've talked about all the ones I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, it's my job in Communicado. I think maybe Growing Older But Not Up might be something we can, uh, we can end on, yeah. end on briefly because it's uh, a song that... We just should note because it's a uh, one of the phrases that uh, older parrot heads uh, latch onto aggressively. Bob Middledorf. <laughs> Bob Middledorf. <laughs> Bob Middledorf loves this line. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Loves it. Growing older, but not yeah. Up. This yeah. Is, which is one of the phrases that has it's part of the uh, lingo. It, yeah, it is. Let's listen so to let's a give little it a bit of it. Great. Yeah. Very, very follow alongable, uh, bouncy yep. uh, tone. I rounded first, never thought of the worst As I studied the shortstop's position Crack with my leg like the shell of an egg Someone call a decent physician I know he'd roll I can't pretend Pete Rose reference, <laughs> back when he's an athlete <laughs> That's a big phrase too, which yeah. is morbid. Oh boy. Uh, Jimmy's note for all those who don't feel as old as they are and never will. Amen. That's Amen to that. What yeah. do you like immediately think of your own age? What do you imagine you are? Ooh, I still, I'm, I'm still like 18, 19 in Yeah, my I was going to say 19. Like, yeah. I'm just a 19 year old boy. <laughs> right, exactly. I shouldn't be allowed to drink alcohol. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It checks out. Yeah. So I'm growing older, but not up. That's right. That's right. I mean, don't you feel like doing what we do, like doing comedy and having a podcast, don't you feel like you'll never grow old? I mean, I, I still feel like like I play make-believe Absolutely. with my friends. Yeah, we do comedy. We just mess around. Right, exactly. Yeah, we have fun. Yeah, yeah. I So, like, you know, so, so many of my friends, like, back home, they're, you know, having houses and, yeah. like, mortgages and kids and stuff like that. And yeah. I got a little puppy, and I do comedy, and it's yeah, great. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. For me, yeah, I'm making ch- chicken quesadillas for myself every night. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not growing up. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 1980s. Until next time, I am Ryan Middledorf. I'm Pastor McDonald. You guys, grow older but not up. Please. Have a great week. Have a great week. Just events that I have happened to witness 
And time takes its toll as we head for the pole And no one dies from physical fitness So what the hell, we'll take it right to the end As the days grow more complicated The nightlife still wins I'm growing older but not up my man What's a creative podcast network?